right, guys, welcome back. It's Walid Yans to another edition of a Native MMA Radio. This time, we're not going to fall asleep and we're going to be breaking down UFC 243 Adesanya versus Costa, the first time in a long time time two undefeated fighters have gone head to head for the biggest prize in ufc this time it is middleweights israel adesanya versus paulo costa last time it was leota machida versus rashad evans machida winning that fight the challenger coming in the brazilian challenger coming in and taking out mr rashad evans this time israel adesanya from new zealand is going to be taking on brazilian paulo costa it is a great matchup you and i have been talking about this for a while now september 26th is finally going to be the day that happens abu dhabi we're going back to fight island how excited are you for costa versus Izzy? listen this this match is one of the greatest matches that we can see right now with the 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 actual ufc roster and uh very excited because there was a lot of trash talking. Then yeah. we had then we had a video where there wasn't wasn't any trash talking. It was to the two of them even being like a kind of friends. So cordial. Yeah, I would say I that. I think at this point they realize, hey, we're gonna fight on Saturday night. What's the point? Yeah, they don't I, like each other. Yeah, They're exactly. oil and water. They're never gonna get along. They are two fighters from complete opposite sides of the world, different backgrounds, different beliefs. I mean, they're they're never gonna like each other. So they will never be friends. They might have some mutual respect for each other and what each other brings to the game. But at the end of the day, you know, they got to go in there and wage war. They are two undefeated very high level fighters israel Asanya is one of the best kickboxers we've ever seen now transitioning mma completely undefeated paulo costa is literally he looks like he's made out of stone he's yeah. like the final boss on the hardest video game you've ever played just this jack diesel motherfucker ready to kill you one one oh will go and uh, let me tell you something a lot of fans actually were angry about that video because they said, "Yeah, we yeah, thought that you it's all fake. We thought that you hated each other. Now you're hugging and shit. What the fuck is this?" There's a comment of Cody Garbrandt insulting uh, Paulo Costa's coach, not the the one with the white glasses. He, he insulted Walid, the Brazilian, if you remember him. Yes, the guy who yeah. does uh, yeah, Islander, I, uh, where does he do island fight, jungle fights, or something like that? No, I don't know, but he's one of the he's one of the pioneer of the MMA world. And uh, Cody Garbrandt commented, like said, Walid is shit. So I took it personally. I thought that he's insulting me. Then you I then again, you. then I remember that he doesn't know even that I exist. So I was like, okay, okay good. He should. Okay, okay, that was good. But I like Cody. I like uh, some trash talking. I'm not against some trash talking. Listen, like. not only do we have the middleweight title on the line, but John Jones made huge news by vacating his light heavyweight title. And now we will have Dominic Reyes in what I believe is his first title defense taking on Jan Blachowicz. What a great matchup. The Polish man has literally been dominating people, knocking out Rue Klockhold, knocking out what most people thought was the number one contender, Corey Anderson. Even knocked him straight out of the UFC all the way to Bellator. This is a great fight, and it really sets up the future of the 205-pound division. The main event is so big that no and nobody cares that the co-main event is actual for a title fight. It Love it or hate it, overshadowed. No, but nobody. You know what? I, I, for, I even I forgot that it's for the title because I don't know. Nobody cares. Listen, I like Dominic Reyes. I like Blakovich, but they are not pay-per-view draws. If they were, 
the light heavyweight title will be the main event. Well, I, I think the problem with that, and, and Dana's talked about this before, the two the out of the two title fights, neither one of Jan Blachowicz or Dominic Reyes is a champion. Israel Adesanya is walking into the cage as a champion, so that's why he gets billed higher, because he is already a champion. What I'm saying is, if you take this fight, if you take it from the from the card, the number of views will not change. Oh, 100%. I think you are boosting Reyes and Blakovich's profiles, yeah. having yeah. them with Adesanya and Costa. Exactly. And then let's talk about one thing, too. City kickboxing, man. Israel Adesanya, Kai Kira France, Brad Riddle, Shane Young. Four guys, man. They went for the three-peat in Sydney last year when Izzy fought um, Robert Whitaker. Now here they are back again. Great. I mean, these guys lived in the fucking gym together for six weeks. All these guys, their coaches, they just went in there, grinded. It's crazy living in this pandemic world, but you got to do what you got to do when you want to be the best. The, the, this is good. I feel I, I like when uh, I remember back then where uh, the UFC had their Ireland um, UFC fight night where Conor McGregor fought against Brandao. There was a lot of SBG fighters fighting yes. in the, that card. I, I really enjoy it. You can see that in uh, I don't the Fight Island where we had. Uh, the Abu Dhabi card where we had Habib against Dustin Poirier, there were a yeah, lot of I friends of Habib. You even pointed out the the next card, the next pay per view with Habib is the same. Yeah, it's the same. He's brought he brought his whole family. It's I love the that. whole gang. It's all the whole gang. It's the whole uh, uh, Dagestani people, and uh, yeah, I, I really do love it because uh, the card feel like more personal. At some level, well, not you only know? that is because the other group of guys can kind of find a camaraderie within themselves, knowing that they're going into enemy territory yeah. to take on you know pretty much homegrown talent at this point. It make it make like this uh, this solo sports make it look more like a team sport, and that's yeah, what I enjoy. Let's jump right into this, man. The very first fight of the night, Cadius Ibogmov taking on Danilio Marquise in the light heavyweight division. Uh, Mark Danilio is making his UFC debut. Cadius is on a three-fight losing streak right now. Uh, I'm excited to see this fight. This guy's only lost to UFC-level talent. Danilio obviously making his UFC debut. This is a fight where we're really going to figure out who one of these two guys are. Yeah, very interesting matchup. I always enjoy having the big boys fighting first. You know that? And yes. uh, I feel like... This will deliver also, but yeah, not a lot of information for from both fighters, and uh, you know what? Uh, I'm that will be about two new fighters. Exa exactly, exactly. I feel like that's, that's the main thing. You know, when, when we watch these early prelims, a lot of these guys we might not know right away. Even you and I, who talk about this sport on a weekly basis, yeah. we might not even know some of these guys. And the fact that you know the UFC gives us the opportunity to know this talent, and you just got to pay attention to the prelims. There are so many great, talented fighters that are sitting here on the prelims. A lot of you guys don't even realize it. Shamayev yeah. wasn't a main event fighter the very first time up. I mean, you realize him, you know who he is now, but his very first fight was on the prelims. You and I literally said we know nothing about this guy, and now we know pretty much a lot about him. Exactly, 100%. Juan Espino is finally going to be stepping into the UFC after he was crowned Tough Enough's old heavy hitters 
the uh, winner. He's going to be taking on Lights Out Jeff Hughes. We've had Jeff Hughes on this card or on this show a couple times now. He is what two and one no contest in the O oh, two and one no contest in the US. He hasn't found a victory. Juan Espina looking to uh, be his first casualty. This one in the heavyweight division. Juan, it looked really good in heavy hitters. He was able to walk through the competition. When you look at all the guys at first, I didn't think that he was going to be the one that came out of it. But once you watch the progression of the show, you just seen that his grappling was far way, way, way above everybody else. And, and that's going to be the thing. His takedown actually is 100%. Uh, he averages eight takedowns per 15 minutes. So it'll be interesting, man. If Jeff Hughes can keep this fight standing, he's got a chance. If he ends up on his back, though, I think it's going to be a long night for him. Yeah, I agree 100%. And, you know, in this heavyweight division, if you are if you are on your back against someone who's, you know, they're so heavy. Yeah, just, so let's not just talk about some scales on the ground, like just just the, the weight. They are so heavy, it's not easy to 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 go back up, and it would take a lot of energy to go back up against a heavy guy like uh, Juan Espino. But yeah, uh, I agree with you. The if Jeff wants a chance to win this fight, he needs to keep it standing up. Yeah, I mean, every heavyweight has a puncher's chance. Yeah, everyone. Yeah. Now, one of the more, you know, significant fights, in my eyes at least, is this next one coming up in the light heavyweight division. William Knight makes his UFC debut against Alexia Kumar. Kumar is the uh, training partner of Stipe Miocic. He fought Justin Ledette. Uh, I believe I like the last fight with crowds. So that was like, what, March? He won that fight. <clears throat> Here we go, William Knight making his UFC debut. Like I said, he was on the Contender Series. He made quick work of both the guys that he fought on the Contender Series, knocking them both out. He is an animal, this William Knight, man. It, this dude is ferocious. Don't blink. I do not expect these two to go to the judges. And I, I can't even tell you who's going to win because I, either one of these guys could knock out the other. It's a uh, Amazing matchup, great young strikers, and I can't wait to see what they're able to do in the UFC. I agree with you. This fight should not and will not, I believe, go to decision. Uh, the both fighters really go for the finish and they go for the kill, so 100%. And you cannot predict this kind of fight because they will go at it, they will throw, the both of them will throw, and uh, we will see what happens. Strikes landed per minute. We're talking about light heavyweights here. Six strikes landed per minute for William Knight. 5.9 for Alexis. I mean, that's just not something that you see at a light heavyweight. So we're not talking about, you know, this isn't John Jones yet. But one yeah. of these two guys could eventually be the head of that light heavyweight division. William Knight, like I said, is a beast. If you haven't seen him, go check out his highlights. Alexis Kumar. Strange with Stipe Miocic. He's been under Stipe Miocic for a very long time. He knows what to expect. And Stipe, thank Right now, dominant performances, though, and you could really find yourself in the head of the light heavyweight division. Yeah. Next fight, Shane Young, the first of the city kickboxing folks, taking on Ludovic Klein. 
I just messed up homeboy's name, but fuck it. Sorry, buddy. Shane Young going in there looking great. Featherweight fight. He's obviously born in the featherweight division. Klein, though, is 155-pounder dropping down. This is Klein's UFC debut, so obviously he's coming into it trying to be the smaller fighter. Uh, Shane Young, though, lost to Volkanovski, lost to Die, lost to Arnett. Obviously, a loss to Volkanovski isn't that big of a thing. He's the UFC yeah. light heavyweight champ or UFC featherweight champion at this point. Uh, Shane Young, though, man, he's a killer. He is, he is, and uh, he had the experience of fighting against uh, big names, like you said, like uh, uh, Volkanovski. Now, for when it comes for uh, Ludovic Klein, it's his first fight in the UFC. Uh, it's he's a finisher now. Well, now that I'm seeing his MMA record, there's a lot of finishes. He really go for the finish. But yeah, uh, that's an interesting we'll, matchup with Young then, because yeah. you know he's got heart like crazy, and he's willing to bring that fight out of you. We will see what he will do in the in the big league in the UFC, because there's a lot of fighters that come from other promotions where they have like ten knockouts. I don't know how many submissions or whatever. And when they come to the UFC, it's just nothing. So it will be Hello, interesting. Will to Brooks. See. Yeah. <laughs> in the next matchup, man, Diego the Nightmare Sanchez coming back again. I feel like he's, he's still, nocturnal, seventy-two years he's old. He's still or the some nightmare. Shit like that. It's, he's still the well, nightmare. Yeah, watching he, him sometimes is a nightmare. Okay. Versus Jake Matthews, yeah. man. Jake Matthews has looked phenomenal as of late. I believe. Whoa, shit. He's on a. Oh, so he's lost one fight in his last five. Jake Matthews yeah. has looked phenomenal, beating some big guys. Amir Mick, who you're high on. Uh, also, though, you know, Diego Sanchez beat Ferreira. He lost to, I mean, let's be realistic. Michelle Pereira won that fight, okay? Yeah, that, was uh, that was the worst bullshit I've ever seen in my entire life. He hit him in the shoulder. It wasn't uh, a call that should have been made. Who was the referee for that one, Tony? I don't remember. but Probably I'm, was. It was a freak show. Listen, Diego Sanchez is a freak show. I don't know if you saw the, the his video on the airport doing some weird Oh, yes, bro. He was oh doing God. exercises in the airport on Embedded. I've seen that. Him and his coach, they are so weird. It's, 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 it's crazy. Jake Matthews, I feel like maybe every UFC fan will be behind him because Diego Sanchez did something that I feel like no legend of this sports did actually because at some point the the likes of Diego Sanchez they they have like the whole MMA fan base behind him they all like him you know but somehow some way he find a way to make everybody hate him it's not easy everybody loves Diego Sanchez everybody respect Diego Sanchez for all well, the wars he had when you look at the body of work that he's been through i mean he was on Ultimate Fighter 1 yeah. He's been here the entire time. He's literally the only person who's been and fought in like four different generations that's still on the roster. It's not easy to 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 hate him. And, and he's, he's always been made... crazy. It's not yeah. like he's like punch drunk. It's not like this. Like he, if you watch the very first Ultimate Fighter, Diego Sanchez has always been out there. Yeah, but that's not the 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 good kind of crazy. The the, the kind of crazy yeah. right now is just boring. It's just like talking about tea or whatever, you know, this kind of shit, you know, the kind of L.A. shit. So, exactly. yeah, so nobody likes this. So I believe like everybody would be behind Jake Matthews. But let me tell you something. Diego Sanchez shitting on him or whatever. If you remember his performance against Mickey Gall, it was beautiful. No, he did look really good against Mickey. You're absolutely correct. Yeah. 
So. What we got next? We got Brad Riddle, the second of the city kickboxing guys, going up against Alexa De Silva. Lico, man, I'm excited for this fight. These two go at it. A combined three losses over what 21 fights for Alexi. Man, these two are going to go at it. I don't see the judges being involved in this one. I see this one being a fucking barn burner. The thing for me, if Brad Riddle can get this fight to the ground, I think it's going to be a long night for Alex. Brad Riddle really. He, he's so good on the ground. He's so good at getting those takedowns. And he utilizes his strikes to get those takedowns, which is one thing that I've noticed a lot about Brad Riddle is he sets up his takedowns with his strikes, and he has heavy hands. Yeah, it's the perfect, I feel like, matchup between a striker and a grappler, even though yeah. Alex Da Silva have some... Even if Da Silva, I feel like, have some good ground game. But it's a very interesting matchup. Like you said, uh, Brad Riddle. Uh, I I don't know why I'm feeling like this card is actually happening in uh, Australia slash New Zealand. <laughs> right. But uh, it's not what's going on. It's in Abu Dhabi, you know. It's it's Fire Island. But uh, you know, Adesanya brought his whole friends, his whole crew. It's good. It's good. It's a good. It's a good uh, prelims uh, main event. It must be super easy. Or much easier for his coach this way too. Instead yeah. of having to have four fighters over four weeks, you just get it all done at one time. I feel like there's. I remember Nick Diaz saying that he never wants uh, him and Nate fighting in the same card uh, because it's too bad or it's too hard or whatever. But uh, maybe because they are brothers, I don't feel like Nick Diaz will have a problem with uh, having Jake Shield or Gilbert fighting in the same card. But he some some people actually don't want that like f- fighting is a selfish sport in some way and sometimes a fighter needs uh, everyone's attention and that is the uh, featured prelim of the night Brad Riddle can't excited to see him can't wait very first fight of the main card Hakeem Duwadu is taking on Zabari Takarov now oh, you and I have talked about the following that Sabari has is fucking crazy man like crazy. millions of followers he would not like this dude has more followers than most champions in divisions that's that's crazy that's amazing and that's tell you how like when people talk about yeah what happened in the Connor and Habib fight and you know that jumping or whatever wasn't good listen the guy, let me tell you, he had 3 million followers. He doesn't follow anyone. He had 3 million followers. We're talking about, you know what 3 million followers and zero and following zero person is? Right. He had 3 million followers just for being Habib's friend and for jumping and uh, punching uh, Conor McGregor. Bro, I will punch Conor in his face right now for 3 million followers. That's it. That's I all you need. I will pee on Conor McGregor for but, 3 million followers. But, but you're not Russian. <laughs> But you're not Russian. That's the big difference. You need to be Russian. You need to have the whole country behind you. He's from Dagestan. He have the whole um, Russian, Dagestani, and Muslim community behind him. Zabaira, actually, I know. You know. You know what? Let me tell you something. I have some friends who actually are not MMA fans. Like the, they know maybe the, the the top guys. You know, whatever. Yeah. But they know. John but they Jones, know. Habib, you know. Even even maybe 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 not even John Jones, especially they like the actual one, like just the Connor and Habib maybe you know just the big big <laughs> huge name, and they know who Zabara is. Like they don't have any informations about a Francis Ngannou or whatever, but they know who Zabara is. This is how crazy the word is, right? Just so you know how. Just look uh, at how big, big of a demographic that is, and and I, yeah. I've said it before on this show. 
Abu Dhabi is really the fight capital of the Eastern Hemisphere. And uh, I don't understand why people don't open their eyes more. The Middle East has millions of people. And literally, as you can tell, they get behind their guys. And the islands like in like Abu Dhabi, like in Qatar or whatever, uh, that you have the whole, every celebrity have a house down there or whatever, yes. an apartment. So you know that if you make a car there, you will have huge celebrities worldwide going to watch. And let me tell you something. This fire island thing is one of the greatest thing I, be, I believe economically Abu Dhabi did because after this COVID is gone and the UFC come back, yeah, it would be crazy. Well, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they keep Fight Island and they had fans enjoy it as well. That, that's a possibility. Dana White is it? Dana White, where we see money, you know that Dana White will jump right into for it. For sure. So, yeah. Hakeem Duwadu, though, man, that is no easy matchup for him. He is going to have his hands full. Zabario, unfortunately, I don't think he's going to win this one. Uh, Hakeem is a bad, bad man. He yeah. has knocked out some big guys. He beat Julio Arce. Uh, that was the most impressive victory to me, Will Arnett, as well. This dude is literally, every time we see him step in the octagon, he gets better and better and better. Five strikes landed per minute. Uh, I'm super excited to see Hakeem, and I think it's going to be a, a really, really long night for Zabari. I really feel like Hakeem's power can be like the the reason why Zabari cannot win, because when it comes to power, Hakeem has a huge power, and you know that he's a knockout artist. Zubaira is more of a let's go to decision type of fighter, I feel like, and uh, that's not maybe good for this fight. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't, I don't see it going to the decision. Unfortunately for him, so if that's his game yeah, plan going into exactly. it, uh, I think Hakeem's going to take him out before we even get to that. <clears throat> exactly, I agree with you. This next fight, I'm super excited about. Sajara Eubanks looked very good in her last fight, getting a quick turnaround this time against Caitlin Varela. Caitlin, in my opinion, I thought was going to be the one lady who was going to go and dethrone the other Brazilian, Amanda Nunes. Unfortunately for her, she ran into a lady named Irene Aldana, and that pretty much put an end to all that. <laughs> but... Yeah. Here we go, Miss Caitlin Vieira coming back yet again. She looked good against Kat Sagano. Unfortunately, after that, she had some injuries, had a long layoff, lost to Aldana. Here she goes, hopefully getting back in the swing of things. But, I mean, Sajari Eubanks has looked to be on another level at 135 pounds. She's really grown up in front of our eyes in the UFC. She lost, you know, two big fights to Aspen Ladd, one to uh, Betch. And then yeah. she's looked very good in her last two. Uh, Julia Vila is no joke in the 135-pound division, and she took care of business. She used her wrestling very well, and she just went out there and outworked Julia Vila. If she could do the same thing to Kathleen Vieira, holy shit, watch out for Sajar Eubanks, guys. Well, potentially people would go with Caitlyn saying that, you know, maybe it was a fluke, her last fight. Maybe that's why she lost or whatever. But Sajara is actually looking better and better in each fight. And Sijara, yeah, she, like I said, she's grown up in front of our eyes. And Sijara always looked good in fights. Sijara always looked good. Like the, her, her only problem is she got some losses in decision. You know, that like the potential was there, the talent yeah, was she there. She should have been in twenty-five. There. She should have always been in thirty-five. Exactly. In my opinion, I don't think she should have ever tried to make that drop. I think the weight class for her is one hundred and thirty-five pounds, and I think that she's really fallen into it. Yeah, I agree with you one hundred percent. So this is not an easy matchup for. Uh, Kathleen Vieira, if people think that it will be an easy matchup, it's not. No, uh, if, not at all. If, 
if people are going to bet, that's not an easy match to pick because but there's uh, a couple of these fights where I'm like, fuck, man, I would not want to touch these. That one being one of them, and then that William Knight fight. I don't know who's going to win those two. Yeah, I agree with you. Kai Kara France is going up against Brandon Royal Royval in the Coco main event. Kai Kara France is the third city kickboxing guy. The other one, obviously, is in the main event. Tyson Nam, we talked about in the last episode, had a huge uh, win last Saturday night. He lost to Kai Kara France in his last fight. Kai Kara France has looked really good up against everybody except for Brandon Moreno. He's beaten Mark De La Rosa. He's looked very good in his UFC fights. He is 21-8-1, and one, no contest. He took a lot of fights in New, England, New Zealand before he ever came to the UFC. His significant strikes per minute, 5.27. Killer, man. The dude's really going to go in there and handle business. Obviously, city kickboxing, great kickboxing pedigree. But what's most important to me is these guys' takedown defense. The entire team has great takedown defense. Kai Kira France is at a 90% takedown defense. He went up against world-class wrestlers like Mark De La Rosa. Yeah, and uh, that Brandon Royal, listen, he's no easy matchup. No because if you remember his, finish, his win against Team Elliott, it was his last yes. fight. So he's taking out, you know, he's taking out big names. And the uh, Kekara France, listen, he's one of and the kind of fighters. And he's fought in Island before, Roy Ball. Exactly. And Kekara France is the kind of fighters that everybody, like, enjoy watching fights. I feel like I always enjoyed watching him fight. His, his fights always look good. So that's, an, that's a very tough uh, fight to call also. Yeah, great matchups. Uh, the, obviously, the matchmakers took their time with this one, and they really put together stylistically great matchups. Yeah. Who do you got? Though? I got. I got. I got to get it. Roy Ball, Kai Kira France. I will go with Kai Ka- Kira France for this fight. I'm gonna have to agree with you on that one. Let's do the whole main card real quick. Hakeem and Zabar. Uh, you know what? Even though the power of uh, Hakim ca- can be huge, I feel like Zubara has some shin in him, and he can like survive that first round and maybe get a decision win by winning the second and third. So I'll go with Zubara. I'm going to go with Hakim on that one. Caitlin Vieira or Sajar Eubanks? I feel like everybody will go with Caitlin, so I will go with Caitlin. Uh, you know what? <laughs> Sajar has really impressed me lately. I feel like she could pull this one out, and if she does... She can. I'm telling you, man, she's going to be a real threat to that 135-pound title. She might not win it, but I think that she has power in those hands. She might not be the tallest fighter, but she definitely has power in those hands. It can make it interesting. You can. You can, yes. Now let's get to the title fights, man. Co-main event, UFC inter. I'm sorry, this isn't an interim belt. UFC unified light. Heavy even you, even title. you think it's an interim belt. <laughs> even you. What are you talking about? You, you're a big Dominic Reyes fan, and even uh, you think shoot. that is. Even you think well, that's. I'm sorry, okay. When you talk about light heavyweight title fights and you don't say John Jones, it's just confusing. It's literally Nobody been. Nobody cares about forever. this fight. I'm you. Nobody's caring about this fight. It's sad, but it's the truth. Listen, I'm just still upset the fact that Reyes has a loss next to John Jones when he clearly beat him three rounds to five. I agree with you 100%, but that's not the question. He the question is, why nobody's giving a fuck about this fight? I'm not understanding. I think, honestly, after the fight happens, that we're going to care a little more. I think we'll have a little more so. clarity in what's going on in the light heavyweight division. I don't think John's going to be coming back at all. 
personally. I think he's going to stay in the heavyweight division. The one thing that will really fuck this up is if Jones wants to come back. I hope not. I hope not for those guys that John Jones will come back. I feel like he will not because he does. He why why would he vacate the title if he's not coming back? If he's no, coming, it's back, John Jones. Nah, he's not doing that. He's moving to the heavyweight, and, and yeah, that's what he's doing. And this fight is that's what this fight is a very 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 good fight. Dominic really, Reyes. The one thing for me though is is, is Dominic Reyes is going to come forward with the pressure, right? Yeah. He always does that. He's a pressure fighter. He's always in your face. He cuts off angles very well, and he utilizes the entire cage to his advantage. The yeah. one thing for me. Jan Blakovich is a counterpuncher. You've seen him counterpunch people to death. He did it to Corey Anderson. He did it to Luke Rockhold. If Dominic Reyes pushes forward, you're kind of playing into Jan Blakovich's game, are you not? Yeah, I agree with you. And listen, uh, Blakovich is in a, a three or five winning streak. He won against Rockhold, Jacare Souza, and Corey Anderson, destroying Corey Anderson, kicking Corey Anderson out of the UFC, basically. He, he and, knocked out Luke Rockhold. We haven't heard from him since. Yeah. Exactly. And uh, Dominic Reyes. Dominic Reyes lost his last fight, even though everybody thinks he wins. So I'm not sure about how he will come. Will he have like this? Because you, you need to feel bad. Because if you think that you won the belt and you, they didn't give you Gotta the belt. Chip on exactly. So I'm not sure of how, what version of Dominic Reyes we will see. But I'm not. I'm sure about the version of, of Jan Blakovic we will see. In my opinion, I think at this point, yeah, or sorry, Dominic Reyes is, is not going to leave anything to chance. I think he's going in there to finish, and it's going to be one of those situations where he either takes his man out or he dies on his shield. He has to. He has to because that's Jan Blakovic, man. If you are if you are off, if you are having a night off, you you will you will be on the ground, you know, and he will be winning the belt. So yeah, you'll have uh, a nights off after that. Exactly. So, personally, I'm not sure about the version of Dominic Reyes we will see. So, I will have to go with Jan Blakovic. My thing, though, is Jan's been able to train no problem. There's zero, you know, restraints in Poland when it comes to training. Uh, yeah. Dominic Reyes has not been able to do that. The air quality in California because of the fires has been horrendous. So, yeah. not only on top of the air quality, you have the fact that most gyms are closed most you can't have a whole lot of people. I'm sure they probably made an exception for Reyes, okay? Let's be realistic. I'm sure Dana can call the governor and be like, hey, listen, this guy needs his gym open. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. No, for sure they find a way for him, you know? But uh, so you're going with, with Dominic Reyes in this fight? Uh, you know, I, I feel like he's he's going to win. I feel like he's already the light heavyweight champion. I feel like you're just, you're just giving him what he deserves. This is his first title defense, and he's going to go out there and prove what he did against John Jones wasn't a fluke. I hope I hope for him that it wasn't a fluke because uh, and it wasn't a fluke. Let's not say a fluke because it wasn't his bad. You know, it was the judging who messed up. So I'm not sure. I'm not sure about Dominic Reyes in this fight. So I don't know why I'm having a bad feeling about him. You know what? A couple of weeks ago, I would have told you on Blockovich is going to win. And I just had, I had the same thing. This is an inkling. I just didn't. I don't, I don't feel safe with him. I feel like he's already trying to come up with excuses. Dominic Reyes, that is. You know, oh, I didn't have enough time to train for this fight. I needed two more yeah. weeks than you guys gave me. Just a, a, a lot of shit. So I, I feel like he's already kind of built in some excuses. But then the more and more I watch the countdowns, the more and more I watch embedded, I, I feel like he's he's in the zone. He's ready to go. I hope for him because, he, listen, if he's in the zone, 
he can and I think even he will win this fight. My problem is I'm not sure if he's if he's in this mindset because there's no fighter in the history of those vlogs that would tell you, yeah, I'm not I'm not feeling it. Every fighter will tell you, I'm here, I'm ready, I'm willing. Yeah, you, ah. I, I don't really I, I never pay attention to what they say. Yeah, I and then pay after, attention to their body language. And then after the fight, they tell you, yeah, it wasn't good for me. Every they will they will all tell you they had the best training camp in their life. And after the loss, they will tell you it was the worst training camp in their life. And yeah, and the, the weight cut killed me and whatever. And my dog ate my homework or whatever the fuck. They will tell you all the bullshit in the world. But before the fight, they will tell you they were great. They were amazing. Oh, my yeah, so you know what I mean. No, no I feel you 100%. Uh, let's get to it, man. Let's, 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 go. let's, go. let's, let's do it. Okay. Yeah, Completely do. undefeated. 19-0 Israel Adesanya versus completely undefeated 13-0 Paulo Costa. One of the most anticipated 185-pound title fights that I can remember in a very long time. Maybe Anderson Silva versus Vitor Belfort has the same mystique as this. This is an exciting fight. These two do not like each other. These two have been calling each other out after fights for the past year and a half. Israel literally after he won his title, after he knocks out Robert Whitaker, the reigning defending middleweight title champion at that time, he turns his attention to Paulo Costa and goes on off on goes off on him. I mean, let, let's be realistic. Once Izzy gets done with him, he's gonna look even more like Ricky Martin. Botched. Listen, that fight, this fight is so amazing. Uh, both fighters, their last win was against uh, Yoel. Uh, the, the 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 fight was not the same. Paulo Costa actually had a fight against Joel Israel Adesanya. Actually, had some running sessions with Joel. I would say in that fight, people have been talking shit about his performance against uh, against uh, Joel. But for me, it was not. It also it wasn't a good performance. But that's a very interesting matchup. Uh, people are saying cardio will be the main factor in this fight. If the, the longer the fight will go, the more chances easy have if the fight ends shortly like quickly it will more be like a win for Paulo Costa I agree but I feel like also if in the beginning of the fight if Paulo Costa really hurts it easy even if Paulo get a little bit tired easy will not be able to finish Paulo Costa you know in those final fi- final rounds so personally I will go with the with Paulo Costa I feel like his power, I feel like he, he, uh, Izzy never fought against a guy with so much power. I feel so. So, I'm not sure. In another, in another way, I feel like Izzy has so many skills when it comes to striking, you know? So, he no, can maybe... So, me, so, he fought against some beast, you know, in, uh, in, thai, in, uh, in Muay Thai and kickboxing, so... Who knows? I'm not sure, man. I'm Izzy not sure. He has about a this much fight. deeper arsenal for sure. You have to look exactly. at his, his entire body of work when it comes to his martial arts career. Like you said, you know, he's been in Asia and Thailand, just going crazy learning his kickboxing techniques. I yeah. think he's probably the most fluid striker we've ever seen in the UFC. I think he's the most evolved fighter we've ever seen in the UFC. When you look at his takedown defense, 86%. Obviously, like I said, City Kickboxing is just amazing at that. He's a switch fighter. He's not an orthodox. He's not regular. He's able to do whatever he needs to do. He can put himself in your worst position and make himself look really good. 
striking wise is a better version than uh, Anderson Silva. Like for me, there's no question when it comes to, to striking, he's even better than the goats. But Paulo Costa, man, so many power, that physique, you can hit him with the baseball bat and he will not care. Dude, I mean, you can hit that guy in the head with a baseball bat. He's not even going to fucking feel it. Yeah, nobody. No, like, well, I don't know. I don't know what it takes to finish a guy like Paulo Costa, a guy who is undefeated, a guy who never been finished. So, man, uh, skills-wise, it would be crazy not to say that Izzy have a advantage and not a, a slight one, a huge one even, maybe. Yeah, I really, I mean, listen, Paulo Costa has beaten some big guys, but really when you look at it, his last two wins are his biggest, and outside of that, it hasn't been a whole lot. I mean, he, Uriah Hall? Yeah. Uriah, Uriah Hall was, is his biggest win outside of Yoel Romero. Johnny Hendricks' performance was terrifying. Johnny I remember. Hendricks was so old when they fought. Exactly, but I agree with you. He, you he look had at the, Izzy, he, Brunson. Anderson, Calvin Gastelum, Robert Whitaker, Yoel Romero. I can, from all the fights that you named for me, only the Yoel Romero and Whitaker actually matter. Calvin Gastelum is a welterweight guy who never should be even fighting for the belt. <laughs> Anderson Simon is an old man, and Derek Brunson is the best gate holder in the UFC right now. So uh, the Yoel Romero fight, it was more of a running fight, if you remember. That wasn't a fight. No, was bro, one. Yoel didn't do anything. He just stood there. Oh, come on. Yoel yeah. didn't do I can, shit. I can, I can say the same about Izzy, because every time Yoel was trying to engage, Izzy was game. running. Yoel wasn't engaging. Izzy was running every time. Which fight were you Romero. watching? Oh, which one were you fight watching? The one that happened. I'm watching the one that didn't <laughs> happen, because that wasn't a fight. Look at Yoel in the first four rounds through under 10 strikes each round. Oh my god, that doesn't make sense because every Get time he's trying to engage, out of he here. was running. He was running for his life. But, you know, it is what it Let's is. Just look at the total strikes for everybody, okay? I mean, realistically, neither one of them did shit. Izzy threw 132 punches to 89 for Yoel Romero. Okay. Now, now we're talking. Now we're talking that neither of them did shit in that fight. 129 strikes. 129 strikes. Last week's main event, Colby had that in one round. What are you talking about? Fuck Colby. Ah, <laughs> uh, come on. That's not. That's not. That's not what I'm saying. All uh, I'm listen, saying is before we get before we get too far off subject here. Exactly. Who's, I, like, as who's got this one. You got Izzy, you got Costa, who you got? You got the eraser, the last style bender, the current champion, or the undefeated prospect. Who walks out of Fight Island, the UFC middleweight champion of the world? I would go with Costa. I have to go with my man, Israel Adesanya. I have not been off that bandwagon for a very long time, and I'm not jumping off now. In my I've never opinion, been. I've never been in that bandwagon. Good, we don't want I, you I, I, I okay? always We don't want you Go get on your MAGA fucking bandwagon need, with Colby. No, no, no. You need me to be against Adesanya because every time I'm picking the other guy, the other guy is losing. So you need to keep it like that way. This is true. Izzy has been undefeated every time you picked against him. Yeah, exactly. All right, man. Let me get three fights to watch. All right, brother. So listen, I will go, you know what? I will go very, it's a strange choice, but I will do it. I will go with Diego Sanchez just for the fact that I won't <laughs> see some weird shit. I want to see him. 
I want to see him talking to his solo coach. Everybody's saying that they are maybe even lovers. I will not go that far, but I, I wouldn't be. Would you be surprised if you watch that interview with Ariel Hawani? You will think would a lot of things. Would you be surprised? I, I would not, not listen when it comes to to Diego Sanchez. Nothing can surprise nothing me. Nothing shocks me. That nothing. nothing. <laughs> he, can, he can eat the cow alive. He can do whatever the fuck. Nothing can love. Nothing can disturb me when it comes to Diego Sanchez. My second vote will be Zubaira because uh, you know what? A guy with three million followers fighting. Not even in the main event. In the main event, I don't believe even Easy have three million followers, which is even crazier. So yeah, that is, that's an interesting matchup. And for the my third fight, I will go with the fight that nobody cares about. I will go with the Dominic Reyes against Jan Blakovic. I feel like people need to care about this fight, even though they are not caring about it. I feel like it's a huge mistake because the winner of this fight will become champion of this division, and it's can change a whole of, a lot of things in uh, in the UFC. Just to clarify, Izzy has 2.9 million okay. followers. Okay, okay. So, I mean, just look at how big of a draw Subarov is. That's crazy. He hasn't even done a whole lot in the UFC. Never done I, anything in the UFC. Hasn't done who, shit. Who, who has he fought? <laughs> Come on. Listen, the most important fight, in my opinion, that people aren't talking about is this William Knight versus Alexa Kamar. These two are going to go in there and fucking throw bombs the judges will not be needed those guys can take a break and they're gonna go in there and kill each other caitlin byer versus sajara eubanks i really feel like it's a huge turning point for either one of those two women whoever wins really puts herself in the fucking you know driver's seat to be the next in line against amanda nunez and then for me i mean you gotta look at that title fight two undefeated fighters we haven't seen that in such a long time we've only ever seen it once in the ufc this time I don't think the challenger is going to go in and knock out the champion. I think the champion is going to be victorious and stay victorious. I think there's just too much Israel Adesanya compared to Paulo Costa. Paulo Costa is definitely the bull, where Izzy is the matador. It's 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 going to be an interesting situation and in how it works out. Does the bull get the matador, or does the matador get the bull? That, that, this will be a huge matchup. I hope that the fight will actually deliver because uh, if this they start hugging and shit and touching gloves <laughs> or whatever, I will be so mad. Who uh, who else you got? Anything else? I, I just want to make a rules. I actually want to make these rules in the UFC. If fighters like hug during the fight, they deduct up, points. Yeah, points for <laughs> both of them. If, 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 and if they do it again, uh, it's a no contest. I just want to give a quick shout out to City Kickboxing again. You know, having four guys on the card isn't easy, especially for their coach. Yeah. He's got to do a whole lot of fucking jumping from one guy, going to the next guy, going to the next guy type of, you know, hey, you did really well. Go to the next guy. You need to go kill this guy. You know, it's just it's a completely different. You have to put on multiple hats to wear with multiple guys. And really a lot of respect goes out to those guys and what they're able to do in the, you know, huge, huge. This isn't a little local show. This is the UFC. This is on Fight Island. They had to go to Vegas just to fly to Abu Dhabi. I mean, it's crazy times. Hats off to those guys to be able to bring four guys to the table. And uh, I'm excited for this card, man. I can't wait for a return to Fight Island. Uh, this fight is going to be great. Anything else on this card? Nothing. Uh, listen, I have to watch all the uh, vlogs the UFC made for this card. I need to watch the last interview, the last conference that they made between Izzy and Costa on the beach. I need to watch that. There's a lot of things to watch, actually, before the fight, even. 
yeah, definitely check out the countdown. Countdown was yeah. great. I watched it last night. I'm excited for this one, man. I can't wait. But yeah, that about wraps it up for us, guys. UFC 253 in the books. Anything else for this episode, man? Nothing. Nothing Excellent. at all. You knuckleheads stay classy, and we'll see you guys next week. Peace.